Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And well, Casey, we got to start the hour doing something we rarely do, which is applauding a politician Mm -hmm. because he has the guts to come in and talk to us in person. That's true. I'm so excited about this. You know, Rob, last night I was at that event with Charles Bookwalter and many people came up to me and said how they were going to be very interested in listening to this segment. Well, it is. It's a huge public issue and it affects not just people in central Indiana, but potentially all over the state. He's with now he's the mayor of Lebanon. His name is Matt Gentry. Hello, Matt. Hey, Rob. Casey, right, thanks for right. having me. So obviously you're here today to talk about the Leap District, and there are so many tentacles with this, and people are super passionate you know, on a variety of levels. Just high, from your perspective, as the mayor of Lebanon, where this Leap District is centralized, what is Leap? Why are some people missing the boat on it? Why is it important to central Indiana and really the entire state? Sure. So, I mean, Leap is essentially Indiana's attempt to be competitive with other Republican states in the country, Um, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, to attract next generation jobs and economies of the future to Indiana. So um, a lot of these companies that are making these large investments need to have these larger sites ready to go. And so Indiana is trying to do that and be competitive. I just read a survey yesterday and it said that Indiana ranks sixth from the bottom, sixth worst in the country for jobs. In your opinion, will this LEAP project raise us? Absolutely. I mean, these are about next generation jobs that pay generally six six figures, right? So these are great paying jobs and you don't always need even a college degree for to fill these. You know, a lot of these are technical skilled jobs, um, but they pay high wages and, you know, jobs that you want to support a family with. So um, that's really the goal of trying to attract these jobs here in Indiana. All right, Matt Gentry is our guest. He is the mayor of Lebanon. We're talking about the, the Leap District. All right. So I'm, uh, I have a career in radio, uh, which means I'm very middle class. I see in the budget that $500 million of my money is being extracted and taxpayers across the state. And much of that money goes is going to the IEDC. A lot of it is coming towards various LEAP projects or potentially could come towards those. Why Do you understand why people look at that and go, I'm a poor middle class person and my money is going to potentially is some of the largest, most powerful corporations in the case of like an Eli Lilly in the world? You understand why that rubs some people the wrong way? Um, I, I do understand that. Um, but I also know that those companies create lots of great paying jobs for people. Right. And so. Um, you know, if you want better opportunities for your kids and your grandkids, we need to have those opportunities here in Indiana. And so, um, you know, country, I mean, states all across the, the country are trying to attract these companies. I mean, these are international deals a lot of times that we get leads for these companies. And so, you know, how do we bring them to the Hoosier State? How do they um, pay taxes? How do they provide great opportunities for people that live in Indiana right now? Yeah, but it would be one thing, though, if... And look, I get you're not a part of the Indiana General Assembly, but you know somebody who helps people who are a part of the Indiana General Assembly. Our taxes have never been higher in Indiana. When you look at property taxes, you're a mayor. You get that. Uh, The state has basically, for the most part, told people to to take a hike on that. The gas taxes have have never been higher. Uh, Some rich people have done very well. Income tax cuts of some sort, corporate tax cuts of some sort. It doesn't seem like the taxes are going down, but we're told we have to attract all of these jobs. It doesn't seem like there's a correlation between, wow, okay, we took your money, but your taxes went down in the long run. This was a, a, a great investment. 
Well, I think you're kind of tying a lot of things together there. I mean, that I mean, the gas tax is higher now because we're actually funding our roads. Um, before at you know before we implemented the gas tax changes, I mean, there was not as much funding for roads, and cities didn't have the ability to make improvements. Um, I know Indianapolis is still trying to work through their issues too, but um, I mean, in Lebanon, we've been able to pave. I mean, almost 75 percent of our roads because of the community crossings program and things like that have implemented with the right. So but, people but, are but, but, but what I'm but, saying is, we keep hearing, oh, these co- corporations are going to come here and they're going to pay more taxes and create all these jobs. It's not being passed on to the tax payer. Like, they're not seeing the benefit from their money being taken, or at least many people aren't. Well, I, I don't know if that's true, though, either, because, I mean, we plan in the, with the LEAP district, we plan to be able to do um, property tax prepayments for city residents up to $1,000 of just straight, the city prepays people's property taxes because the revenue is coming in from LEAP. You know, the that's city's good for not you. That's it's not. I, I'm yeah. subsidizing you, right? You, well, I mean, you understand. Like, I'm a taxpayer. Lebanon's going to benefit, no doubt. You will benefit, but w- I am not benefiting over a half a billion dollars being taken. No, no, you're a great guy. Seem like a nice guy. Lebanon people are probably great, but I, I shouldn't be. Su- I'm subsidizing you. Yeah, but I mean, I also think that the leap. I mean, first of all, leap is not just in Lebanon. I mean, there are states looking at doing leap districts all around the state. So it's not just going to be. I mean, we're the first ones, of course, so we're getting all of the slings and arrows. Um, but you know, we're. Th- this is a larger plan of not just um, for Central Indiana, but across the entire state. And so these these districts will have ripples throughout their entire region, right? So um, you know, Lafayette will benefit from this. You know, Brownsburg can benefit from this for you, Rob. I mean, the people already drive from Lebanon to Lafayette to fill jobs today, right? So there's again, it's about opportunities. It's about you know better options and 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 job prospects for for again not not just for people today, but for our kids and our and our grandkids. What do you say about these farmers and people who say the heritage of Indiana with the farmland is being taken away for these projects? Though the farmers chose to sell the land. Okay, that's interesting. Let's let's go with that. By the way, Matt Gentry, the mayor of Lebanon, is our is our guest. We're talking about the Leap District. We've had uh, multiple people on this program who have said, while yes, technically they chose to sell, many people felt pressured into selling because it is very intimidating when the government comes to your door and says, essentially without saying it but saying it. You're going to lose one way or another. You might as well do it. Are those people so wrong? Th- they are because the state does not have it, or the IDC does not have eminent domain authority, right? So they could not just take their farm. So we have people outside of Lebanon um, that said, "Hey, I don't want to sell," and and that's how it is, right? And so when we went through the city process of the annexation and setting up the rules for what the Leap District looks like, you know, we put in significant buffers, way way more than what our typically is, right? So our typical business park is about a forty foot setback for a building. The minimum the Leap District is four hundred feet minimum, and also the higher the t- the taller the building gets, the further the setback becomes. So some of these may be up to a thousand feet away from neighbors, right? So um, we've set up a, a framework that if you want to stay and don't want to sell. You can do that, and so um, I do. I do quibble a little bit with people that say, "Oh, we were forced to sell." I mean, these are sophisticated people. I mean, I think you're underselling them by saying that they don't understand what they were signing up for. Um, I mean, they have legal representation, they have realtors, all those things. So, um, really, I just don't think that's a, a really a fair well, assessment of the situation, well, Rob. What? So, what interest would? Because there's clearly a disconnect on this. We've had farmers in here who have said that. Mm-hmm. What? Well, you, why you, is you've, there... had, you've had the loves, right? Which mm-hmm. is, I mean. They they have a few. I mean, they have a f- I think a couple hundred acres there, right? But I mean, you also have other farmers that have that have thousands of acres in this area, right? I mean, the loudest 
you know, opposition to this is not from the farmers themselves. It's from the people that, you know, own a, a little one acre or two acre plot that are surrounded by the farmer. And they thought that forever that was going to be a corner soybean field, but they didn't own that land. Right. So I think day, Rob, do you believe in property rights? Do people have the ability to sell their land if they want to at a agreed upon price? I, I also believe, though, that when the government shows up at your door, and I believe that they're okay. Here's a great example. But they, but they weren't officials from the government. They were rep- I mean, the, they the were. The IDC they is were, the government. Yeah, Matt. but Come it, on. no, but no, but it wasn't. It wasn't the IDC staffers doing it, right? This was from. Um, this was a you know Cushman Wakefield is the company that that they hired to to kind of uh, who's they. The IEDC. Okay, yeah, the IEDC. Yeah. So it is yeah, the IEDC. But, it, but it's but it's Come from Fisher and Wakefield, right? So it's it's not necessarily you know Mr. Big Bad Matt, 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 you're too smart for this, and and you're a good guy, and you're here answering the questions. So attorneys from the IDC, which is a government-funded entity, show up to people's door. No, it's it, the government it, again. Not attorneys from the IDC. It's it's representatives from Cushman and Wakefield, which are essentially our, our real estate people, which are being funded by who? F- fine, but they're not. It's not like lawyers in their suits with their briefcases saying, "Here, we're going to bang down your door." But again, they don't have the authority to frame it domain, so they had to come to an agreed upon price. So that's it's. Again, I think you're 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 making it more than it is, and that's um, I mean again, and that's why we've set up the framework too that people don't want to be annexed. I mean, we have not annexed anyone against their will. So if you don't want to be in the Leap District, you won't be forced to be. All right, we need to talk about the water issue. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so let's take a break. Okay, you want to do good. that? Yeah, let's do it. It's Matt Gentry. He's the mayor of Lebanon who's joining us. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Crops we grew last summer weren't enough to pay the loan. Couldn't buy the seed plant to spring and farmers bank Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show, and Rob in the studio, brave enough yes. to join us, and we applaud him for that. Is Matt Gentry, who is the mayor of Lebanon. Thank you so much for doing that. You know, a lot of people they're too scared to come into the studio and <laughs> but, face us. By the, um, by the way, real quick, you have not been harmed in any shape, form, no, or not fashion. Yet. No, not yet. You've not been held against your will. Nope. Very good. Go ahead, Casey. Okay, so we were talking about this leap project that is happening in Central Indiana, and there's a water issue that's going on, and I believe that you said that there's enough water in Lebanon for the current residents continue doing what they're doing. There's enough water for the lily section of this project. But if we get into more clients, more people, more builders, more whoever more is going to be part of the sleep project, that's where the issue lies. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, from the very beginning, um, when I came in as mayor, uh, the, my predecessor, actually, they were already trying to work on how do we address the water challenges in Lebanon and Boone County. Um, just where we sit, we kind of straddle the White and White River watershed and the Wabash River watershed. So all the water kind of flows away from us. So uh, we've known that water's a challenge in Boone County for decades now, right? And so, we've been trying to figure out how do we have additional sourcing because water is a lifeblood for communities. You need it for new people, for businesses. I mean, it's the lifeblood, right? So, you know, that's something when, you know, the governor and when Secretary Chambers first had me in their office to talk about this on March 1st, 20, or 2022, um, my first question was, well, hey guys, like, this all sounds great, but like, we don't have water for this. And so, the kind of the... the what they told me was that, well, that the goal would be we would be able to use economic development to solve the water challenges we have here. And this is in the larger framework, too, that um, by 2050, 
you know, Indianapolis is going to be out of water as well, right? So for, for additional growth. So the Indianapolis area. So, I mean, this is all couched in that we know Central Indiana has a water challenge, a water problem. Um, and even since the mid 2000s, people have been looking, the state's been looking at water solutions here. And really the two ideas are we either go to Lafayette or to the Wabash River or Brookville on the Ohio River and bring that water to Central Indiana because, you know, this is obviously the economic engine for the state of a lot of things happening here. So, um, and that was in 2006. And I was a junior in high school. So I don't think you can blame that on me at all. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the, the play has kind of been set out and it's just, it's being run now. And, and instead of, you know, ratepayers or citizens paying to try to fund, bringing that water to central Indiana. I mean, the IDC is trying to use the concept of let's use economic development to mm-hmm. fund that pipeline so it doesn't impact ratepayers or, or citizens. I have a lot of questions for you about yeah. this. So, Rob, if yeah, you don't mind, go, just go, let go me ahead. go. Okay. Your show. Okay. Um, you said that you you uh, met with Eric Holcomb on March 1st of 2022. Yep. When were you elected as mayor of Lebanon? Uh, May, well, primary May 2015, but so November of 2015 was a general election. Okay. And what about the next election, second term? So that would have been in 2019. 2019. And it's being reported public record that Eric Holcomb donated $10,000 to your campaign. Can you understand where people... He, might... For my last election in 2023. Mm-hmm. So not, not, not for 2019. Oh. Right, right. But I mean, okay. you, can, you can understand that people are looking at that going, I mean... Of course you're going to side with him <laughs> and his plan as he's well, but, donated but okay, but, to the campaign. Well, the, the, the state and the governor... I mean, obviously this is a legacy issue for the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he values of, of my leadership in Lebanon. And, and obviously it would not have reflected well on him if the person... That you know he's partnering with with this project he obviously is unsuccessful. So um, yes, he did support me in a campaign, but I mean also did the Speaker of the House and other state representatives and people I have relationships with that value my leadership for the community of Lebanon. And um, that's you know politicians we send money to each other all the time for people that we work with and people that we value their leadership. Ten K is a lot of money though, Matt. I mean for a mayor's race. I mean, that, that's a lot of money. Well, but I'm a little different than other mayors, though, because I don't take money from engineering firms or law firms or people do business with the city, right? So, I mean, I am literally, I mean, I'm funded by citizens and, and, and people that believe in, in where Lebanon is going and not because you have contracts with the city. So, um, I, again, it, it was something that the, the governor wanted to do to make sure that we were successful and uh, we can continue you know, leap going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of people, there's this uh, water study that's going on and there was the study and now it's kicked to the IFA. A lot of people skeptical about that report coming out. I believe it's due in January. Do you understand why people might be skeptical of what this report is going to say? I mean, I understand why they're skeptical just from the approach that they're taking, but the IFA, they've been the leaders in when it comes to water issues in the state of Indiana for more than a decade, right? They've been the leaders that says, I mean, they're the ones that handle all the financing to help communities solve these challenges. Um, they're the ones that kind of started the ball rolling on this larger central Indiana issue. So, I mean, when it comes to picking a state agency to say, hey, you guys are going to be the lead on this, um, the IFA makes the most sense. And that's kind of always been the, the plan from my understanding as well, too. So, um, I mean, I'm sure people will will question it, right? But at the end of the day, it's going to be peer reviewed by Purdue University, Indiana University, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's gonna. It's not like it's just the IFA saying and t- take our word for it. Um, it's gonna be peer reviewed by scientists that are in the field and hydrologists and um, trusting the experts. Matt, by the way, I just want to. Uh, you sure. go ahead, I just want to introduce yeah. our guest. It's Matt Gentry, the mayor of Lebanon. We're talking about the Leap District. Go ahead, yeah. Casey. And I appreciate you coming in and answering all of these questions for us. So um, the uh, councilman from, I believe, West Lafayette, he said that this is all objectionable and that. Um, 
it's one of the biggest issues in politics in the state of Indiana. I've heard concerns from people about the environmental challenges that this will cause downriver. What do you what do you think of that, and what do you have to say about that? Well, that's where the study will come out. Again, again, that's where I think that they're jumping to conclusions. I mean, that's where I've been saying from the beginning is wait on the data, right? I mean, this is um, unlike COVID, right, where there were some uncertainties of like how do we understand this and whatever. Um, Rob, I've heard you go off on that before. Yes. Um, you know, hydrology is 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 more of an exact science for sure, right? And they, and they can understand they can understand aquifers, they can understand how they behave, they can look at the data, they can understand the test wells, and they can u- then use that data to extrapolate what the impacts are, right? And so, um, I mean, these are big numbers for sure. You know, you hear 100 million gallons floating mm-hmm. around, things like that, right? But the flow of the river itself is 2 billion gallons of water. And then you also have the 100 foot deep aquifer below the the river as well. So, I mean, these are, I mean, if you had to pick a place in Indiana where the, like moving some water made some sense, this is kind of the, the perfect location. And I think what a lot of the resistance that's coming from is not because that they don't, um, it's not. It's an issue that they they think it's their water, right? And and no one else can use it, right? I mean, there's. You know, I talked with a reporter the other day, and he said he talked to two state representatives from the Lafayette area and said, well, if this was in Tippecanoe County, would there be this as much resistance? And they said no, right? So this is. I I mean, I see this more of as just a, a larger kind of not in my backyard mm-hmm. situation, and not necessarily a, um, you know, it, again there. The, all the leaders in Lafayette have a certain reason to, to be taking the position they have, and I and I understand it. I don't begrudge them that, um, but let's let's be real. Let's be honest with the people, and like let's. I think the, the what we've been saying now is just like let's see if the make even makes sense because the pipeline from Lafayette even only happens one if the water's there for the first time, and then two if it's needed, right? If if there is a large user that needs that much water to happen. Okay, so you're saying that uh, hey, this is not their water. This is everybody's water. We're going to go for it. What if well, the it's IFA? Well, it's the property rights. It's the, Basically, Indiana law, the property owner owns the water below their property. Mm-hmm. So that's how water rights work in Indiana right now. What if the IFA report comes back bad and says, oh, this is going to cause major problems? Is anybody going to put the brakes on this LEAP project? Yeah, we can't do it then. Okay, but the people are asking, like, why didn't they do this in the beginning? It seems like you guys are on third base, and they're saying, well, there's no guarantee we're going to touch home plate, but you've already been in the batter's box. You've hit the ball. You've rounded first. You've stolen second. We've sold property. I mean, it, it, like, it's... People are looking at this going, you guys are going to do this. Well, I don't, you- I don't think that, I don't think Leap goes away. I think the, what ends up being in Leap is different than that, right? I mean, again, we know the semiconductors are a huge, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of demand for that to try to bring that back on shore to America, right? We saw the huge supply chain challenges we had with semiconductors during COVID um, and trying to get those back from Asia to America is generally thought of as a good thing, right? And so, but they are heavy water users, right? So that's something that the city, the city, or excuse me, the state has to evaluate. Um, and so, if the report comes back and says you can't, you can't do water from Lafayette because it'll impact it wrong, then the semiconductor won't be able to come to to, to Leap District, right? So, um, it's just not going to be feasible. But it it also then doesn't solve Central Indiana's long term water problem because we still have that 2050 problem hanging out there that we're going to need more water at some point. So you're saying that this is actually something to help both problems? Absolutely. It's yeah, you're killing two birds with one stone right mm-hmm. here because again, we're we're using economic development to fund um, this you know moving water right to to solve this larger problem and then also creating great jobs and great opportunities for people right. So it's 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 really I give the IDC some credit for saying let's let's solve two problems with with one effort here, um, but it, there are you know there's a larger challenge here that really. 
it, it's a hard, big, hard issue to wrap your head around, right? I mean, I served on the Water Task Force, um, and that stuck with me for a long time. Is saying, you know, literally Indianapolis, Indianapolis area is going to be out of water by 2050. That's a huge problem because no one was, no one's doing anything about it, right? And this is the only effort to Why say. Why is let's nobody all, even talking about that? Because it's so far out, right? And you know, how, I mean, politicians, politics, right? I mean, big. Big, you know, you know, why is Social Security not being corrected, right? I mean, it's a it's a hard problem to solve, right? And so, um, you know, it, w- when you don't have a pain today, it's hard to say let's solve this really big problem that's hanging out from years from now, um, and you expend political capital, do all these things um, to do that. It's just that's just the reality of, of politics. So these, uh, this, you know area is going to create a lot of wastewater as well. What's mm-hmm. the what's the plan for that? So there would be a, a, a large wastewater treatment center as well, too. And then so the concept would be it would be either. Who's, so be, who's going to pay for that? Are you guys paying for that in Lebanon or am I paying for that? No. So the so the way this this way it's structured is that the um, the IDC has authority called to create what are called innovation development districts or IDDs. Um, and this allows them to capture um, up to 88 percent of the property taxes that are generated by these investments to invest back into the infrastructure. Right. So so, so, so it's a TIF district. It, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, essentially yeah it's a, it's a state TIF district, and right? Is, and it's a new a, and it also captures the the income tax and the sales tax or state portions of that okay. in the districts. And, this and they can your, use that for infrastructure. This isn't your issue here. Well, I mean, this is your issue, but that this is where people also get really sideways because they've gutted TIF laws for municipalities. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are horrible. Uh, these are bad. These are gutting communities. These are stealing from schools. But then when they want one. Oh, because it's what the governor wants. Hey, we're going to set up. You, you see where people are like, government sucks. I, I, you know, I was I was surprised when they, you know, when this was all happening, when I saw that Bill 361 was the, the bill that creates that ability. <laughs> um, you know, it was a little puzzling for sure, right, from a city perspective where you see kind of a, usually a annual attempt to, to reduce the ability to use TIF. Um, and then all of a sudden now the state is going to be doing it too. Um, and this was, again, before we even knew it was going to be in Lebanon. Um, but yeah, so certainly there's questions, right? But it, it shows, though, the, the, the ability and, and the impact of and power of using TIF. So I, I think, if anything, maybe some good comes out of it that the state understands, hey, this, the, the locals are using this for the right reasons. Um, there is value. There's power behind them. Matt Jen is with us. He's the mayor of Lebanon, and uh, you're you're a family man. You have children. You have young children. How do you feel about this change changing the landscape of Indiana? It's good. Lebanon's going to be different than what it is today. Absolutely right, and and that's why I ran for mayor back in 2015. Right, I wanted to make Lebanon a community where when my kids grow up and graduate from high school and whether they go to, go off to college or get a job, you know, I want them to come back to Lebanon and raise their family. Right, I want I, this is about trying to keep who's your kids here in Indiana. Right, and and as communities, we have to be great places to live. Right, so with why invest in our parks, our trails, um, street lighting, all those things that make a community and make community better. And so you have to have investments to make that happen. Right, and so. Um, Sure, is, is farmland going away? I mean, yes, but at the at the decision of the farmers. Um, but that's just a natural change, right? And managing that is is the important thing for me. And that's why when we came up with the the, the plan new development and the rules for the Leap District, I mean, there's going to be tons of green space, right? This is not a typical business park. This is this is not like you know, the Lebanon Business Park, which is great, creates a lot of revenue for the city, but it's not that, right? This is a different type of setup. This is a live, work, play type um, development, right? There's going to be housing incorporated. Part of, it, part of it as well too. Um, it really is trying to check a lot of boxes, and it's not. Um, 
you know, change is constant, right? I mean, you look at where Hamilton County was 50 years ago. I mean, Lebanon, we're just kind of trailing behind that, right? So it's it's part of a larger area. I mean, you look at across Indiana, right? R- rural counties are losing population. How do we keep our kids here, right? They, they have to have great places and pe- places they want to live, places they want to work. So we're having people moving out of their farms, but you're going to rebuild communities with housing. What, what do you mean by that? Well, you said that there's going to be housing as part of this entire project. Yeah. So people are leaving their farms, their house, and you're going to rebuild well, well, housing for, communities. Most of these farmers don't live in where they where they own this land, Casey. I mean, there I mean, there there are thousands of acres out there. There's fifty to hundred people, right, in the ten thousand some acres that are out there. All right, uh, they're gonna. The news department is gonna just kill us if we don't get to the news here. That's so, uh, Matt Gentry. So, real, real quick, Matt. You and I, we very clearly disagree on this, but you deserve a ton of credit for being in here today. Absolutely. You do things that most of these people down the street from you will never do, which is you come in here and answer the questions. And that is whether we agree with our politicians or not. What we should demand of them and you volunteered you weren't uh, taken against your will and you deserve a lot of credit for doing that today yeah we acknowledge you for that so thank, thank you for well, coming and, in and i'd be happy to come back anytime i right. mean again i know this is a lot of it's complicated there's a lot of moving parts here i have to come back anytime it is and we're, and we're gonna get i'm gonna guess we're gonna get a lot of phone calls about this so we're gonna take you up on that sure. because you seem to be well versed on the subject and people want to know yep absolutely all right that'll do it uh let's get to the news it's the kendall and casey show 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Doctor, doctor, you gotta help me. Good morning, 1039 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a full build, the Leap Lebanon will be home to hundreds of companies. They say it will employ over 50,000 people, industry-leading companies, and they're annexing over 5,000 acres. All right. So we just had the mayor of Lebanon, Matt Gentry, on. Uh, Again, we will say this. He deserves a lot of credit for coming in here. He has way more cojones than many of these politicians down the street from him. So let's, again, put that out there. That being said, you walk away from that interview and... I think the average person would realize that as the mayor of Lebanon, if indeed you don't have a great regard for the character of the area, now that's different people view land differently. Um, there are people like me who revere cornfields and the way the world has been and the, the, the land that fed a nation. And then there's people where that's not as big a deal to them. Reasonable people can disagree. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a person who has great reverence for the land and how we feed ourselves and, 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 and you know, food security as a nation, then this is going to be great for Lebanon. And I very specifically say Lebanon. And he talked about his taxpayers are going to have a huge windfall in the city of Lebanon if this thing goes through. And Lebanon will benefit at the expense of everyone else. We are paying for all of this stuff for Lebanon, Right. The IEDC is taking our money and it's going to benefit the people of Lebanon if you're not a person that cares about character of the area. Tippecanoe County and their resources up there are going to subsidize the people of Lebanon. And you can't get around that that's what's happening. This is a legacy project. He said it for the governor. Mm -hmm. The governor is a guy who views you know he went to the world economic forum he pals around with these people he views 
these mega corporations and and their success as his success and everybody else kind of be damned. They're doing this project. There's a delay to try to wink to you. It's just like the pool in Brownsburg where they had this public input session, yet they're having public hearings and moving forward with it as they're having the public input sessions. But we really care what you think. They're going to find that this is fine, whether it is or not. They're going to do this project. And Holcomb is going to, as he always does, get what he wants. Matt Gentry and Boone County were chosen specifically. I think a reasonable person would come to that conclusion. Matt Gentry's dad is a very, very powerful Republican, a very reliably powerful Republican who has spent much of his life getting Republicans elected. That's part of his job. They didn't just point on a map and go, oh, lucky us. Matt Gentry happens to be the mayor out there. We can work with him. And that's just the the way it is. This thing is going to go forward. They wouldn't have put all this time and effort and energy into it. They got caught a little flat-footed at the amount of backlash. I think they also underestimated the lack of actual sustainability out there and that they, that they unfortunately, had to tap into this water in Tippecanoe County. But, it, you know, I mean, you walk away from that knowing it's it's a fait accompli. It's, it's, it's a done deal. It's and we're, we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay for it. it. There is no benefit to us here in Indiana because these corporations and the taxes they eventually pay, first of all, that money was taken from us to begin with. There is no answer for that. And the taxes they pay will not go to lower your taxes because the Republicans don't lower taxes here. Unless you're a super wealthy person or a corporation, if you're a middle class person, it goes to grow the government. It goes to legalize vote buying. So we're not going to benefit out of this unless you live in Lebanon. Okay, they say that the location was picked because of it's it's a strategic location because of its uh, approximation to three highway interchanges, also soon to be one of the, you know, the FedEx hub in the world, biggest FedEx hub in the world and the proximity to the airport, number one rated airport in the country. And I'm not look, I'm not even blaming Matt Gentry if he thinks the people of Lebanon or the majority do want this, he's helping them. The blame is in the state of Indiana. Now, look, he's he's a playing ball. And I mean, the governor gave him ten thousand dollars. He I don't even think he had a general election case. He had a primary, I think, but he didn't have a general election. And I believe on that sheet, the date was conveniently like May the 2nd, which is what it was election around Election Day. Right. Uh, He also on that same sheet, I believe, got money from Eli Lilly which is fine. There's nothing illegal about that. But let's not act like Lily was just like, oh, my gosh, what a you know, where can we just throw money at? Mm-hmm. And and the idea that we're talking about, well, this is what politicians do. We just throw money at each other. Come on. So he deserves a lot of credit for for coming in. It is probably good for the citizens of Lebanon. And your job as a mayor is to advocate for your citizens but let's not act like this is going to be great for everyone else. It's going to be great for the governor. His rich corporate buddies are going to get bright, shiny objects. You and I are going to pay for that and to help facilitate that. And the re- natural resources that have been in this state for hundreds of years that people who have lived there have come to know and depend on and enjoy are also going to be victims. Those people are going to be victims in this. So we asked him point blank if the IFA report comes back and says, nope, this is a bad idea. He said, we'll we'll put the brakes on it. Do you believe that? I don't think there's any possible way they're going to let that report come back and say Mm. that it can't. And look, here's the insanity of this argument that, well, there's water issues everywhere. There are. But you're telling me that you're concerned about running out of water for human beings. 
Like corporations are not human. Okay, they don't breathe. They don't take in oxygen. They're not. You know, we're not. They're not sustaining life. We're led to believe that we're so concerned about water that we're going to run out of water in 2050, but we're pumping millions daily gallons of water to corporations. Like, does that does that make any sense? And then one of it doesn't work. Then what? You think Eli Lilly's going to be like, oh, well, we screwed up. We'll go ahead and pack up and leave. Or whatever other mega corporation is going to be like, oh, yeah, sorry, we screwed up. Hey, you guys need the water more than we do. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. No, the people are going to be who suffer. And this is an example of the Indiana General Assembly with absolutely no check and balance whatsoever. In many ways, Gentry is a he's not a victim, obviously, in this. But he's just a guy who saw a great opportunity, and he believes that the people of his community are going to benefit from this. And so he said, sure, come on out here. And he's fought for it. He's reliably fought for it, which is why they picked him. He's a good soldier. And I say that as a, you know, as a, from a politician standpoint, a compliment. And he was rewarded by the governor and Lily. And, and that, that's the way it is. He's not, he's doing what many, many other mayors would do. The bad guy in this, as it usually is, is Holcomb. It's the General Assembly who refuses to have any sort of check and balance on Holcomb whatsoever. It's a group of lawmakers and leaders who refuse to have any sort of regard for what made Indiana great. And here is the most disturbing thing about all of this, Casey. At the very end of that interview where he talked about, I think you were talking about how they're going to deal with wastewater. Mm -hmm. And he talked about that plant that's going to be set up. And I asked him, I said, are we paying for that? Right. Or is Lebanon paying for that? It's going to be another government organization. And they are setting up essentially a tax increment finance district. You were literally told by the legislature not too long ago, municipalities like Brownsburg, Carmel, Plainfield, whatever, TIF is so evil and you guys are just hoarding money from schools. And this is so bad that the Indiana General Assembly has got to step in and essentially gut what TIF districts have always been. Okay, disagree with that, but fine. But wait a second. When the governor wants his pie in the sky fantasy island out in Boone County, well, I'll be darned, Casey. What we essentially set up to fund that, it was a TIF district. This whole thing is so disingenuous and it's gross. And as usual, Holcomb is gross and the General Assembly's too chicken to do anything about it. And this thing's going to go forward. Now, David Sanders, who was a Laf- that Lafayette uh, city councilor, mm-hmm. is going to be on with us on Monday to okay. kind of talk about some of these some of these stuff. But before we go to break, Matt Gentry deserves a ton of credit. He came in here. He did the, he did the interview. And that's way more than most people have the cojones to do so good on him and here's some more food for thought as we go into break is the city of lebanon in debt and will this project get it out hammer joins us next it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc good morning 1053 with kendall and casey on 93 wibc and he always brightens our morning hammer joins us in the studio from the number one rated hammer and nigel program and I'm glad you bring that up, Casey, because after hearing that little back and forth you guys had with the mayor of Lebanon, yep. mm-hmm. um, we've got an outstanding policy on our afternoon show. Yeah. And this has been something that has been open for a while and only a couple people have accepted. Yeah. If anybody wants to debate Rob Kendall, yeah. if you are somebody that's in a position of some sort of authority and you want to debate Rob, we will give you a segment in the heart of Afternoon Drive, on the number one show in the city of Indy, one of the highest rated shows in America, named number one in America by Barrett News Media, we will give you the time 
just let us know. I will moderate it. And the two times we've done this, Rob, you have to be honest. I've done a very fair job as yep. a moderator because you went toe-to-toe with some teacher's guy, yeah. the Red for Ed people, uh-huh. and you went toe-to-toe with Jim Lucas. Uh-huh. And I think I was a very fair moderator down the middle. Yeah, and because you hate me. I hate everybody. I mean, you may agree with me politically, but you actually hate me as a human being. So you're really torn, and thus you end up being very fair. So, again, I would love to have Todd Rakita versus Rob Kendall on our afternoon show. Absolutely. Do you know what the ratings would be for that? Because I feel like I've got a good relationship with both of you guys. And when I say good, I really don't want to spend time with you, but I can tolerate both of you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I would be a very fair moderator. So I'm going to reach out to the Rakita people. Great. And we will walk a letter over. You can walk the letter over, which I'm sure he will pee on just like he did the last one. And File accordingly. We will set it up. But if it's not Todd Rakita, if you are some lawmaker, if yep. you are a Republican or Democrat sure. that hates Rob Kendall, somebody that would buy the I Hate Rob Kendall t-shirt, yep. which is now available at the Hammer and Nigel merch store, mm-hmm. we will have the debate. We will moderate yep. it. It'll be fair. I promise you we've done it before. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for this. I will absolutely... Uh, I would love, uh, I would love, I would love to debate fake tough guy Todd Rokita. Right, we haven't heard from him, have we? No, he hasn't responded. Okay. City so councilors, Update. local politicians, yeah. writers, media members. Holcomb, any, Todd Young. If you are somebody with any sort of authority, I'm not talking about the trolls on Twitter yeah. here. If you've got a title... Come on the Hammer and Nigel show and debate Rob Kendall. What's coming up this afternoon? It is Beer Sample Friday. We've got more Biden madness. And uh, Joey Chestnut joins us in studio. We're going to eat some shrimp with the goat. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.